0: Is it your turn or my turn to give the summary for this movie? Uh, I think this one is my turn. Okay. I mean, there's no plot, so it's not going to be that hard. I know, right?
1: God. Oh. <laughs>
0: You are listening to Love Ya, a guided tour through the world of streaming teen rom-coms. I am one of your co-hosts and cruise directors, Martha Sullivan, young adult librarian and YA lit enthusiast. I am joined, as always, with my co-host,
1: Maren Hagman. I am an adult services librarian and rom-com enthusiast.
0: And we are here today to discuss, uh, the film Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List, um, directed by Kristen Hangi, based on the novel by Rachel Cohn and David Levithan, starring Victoria Justice as Naomi, Pearson Fode as Eli, uh, a bunch of other, uh, conventionally attractive teenagers, Uh, This came out in 2015. I have no idea if it was a Netflix original or if it is just streaming on Netflix. Um, But, Martin, why don't you go ahead and give us a synopsis of this bad boy?
1: Yeah, so in this movie, Naomi and Eli are best friends. Um, Eli is gay, and Naomi has been pining for him and hasn't quite fully reconciles herself to the fact that he is gay Um, and they compile as a matter of course compile a no kiss list of guys that neither of them are allowed uh, to kiss and you know by implication um, you know have a relationship um, so that boys are never coming in between them Um, and Naomi is dating uh, this Young man named Bruce, too. Um, and Bruce, too, and Eli find themselves attracted to each other. Um, and oh god, and then it just kind of breaks down from there. Um, Naomi is more upset at Eli for breaking their no kiss list, um, than she is at her boyfriend for making out with a different person. Um, and she, um, figures out that really her boyfriend is way more into Eli than her, um, she also has to kind of reconcile herself with the fact that Eli is indeed gay, and that is not going to change, he's not going to suddenly wake up one day, um, and find himself in love with her, um, and she, so they, Eli and Naomi have kind of a breaking point in their friendship, spend some time apart, um, try developing other friends, um, and in the process, Naomi finds romance with the cute Dorman Gabriel, um, and she and Eli are eventually able to patch things up. Um, It is also slowly revealed along the way, I forget how far in, that in fact one of the reasons they are so close um, is not just because they grew up next door to each other, um, but because they went through the trauma of, uh, Naomi's dad cheated on her mom with one of Eli's moms, um, uh, and Naomi's parents split up, um, and Eli's didn't, so that kind of had drawn them very close together, um, uh, but yeah, at the end, they have seemingly moved on from their previously pretty codependent, unhealthy friendship into a more normal positive friendship. Did I forget anything in this train wreck of a
0: movie? I was going to say, you squeezed a lot more plot out of that than I <laughs> was afraid of. Yeah. Um, so I think my my first and biggest complaint about this movie is that the plot, in so much as there is one, is that we have a girl who's sad that her boyfriend doesn't want to have sex with her. Or not her boyfriend. Her best friend doesn't want to have sex with her. That's
1: it. That's what this movie is about. <sighs> yeah. Um. And I think they try to, like, cloak it with just, like, her, you know, masking that through being worried that Eli is promiscuous. You know, and just kind of projecting all that onto him. Um, And, like, not taking responsibility for the fact that, like, she has not fully accepted that he is gay.
0: And, like, I get it. I was friends with those people in high school. Like, I knew people for whom this was true. But I think this movie doesn't work because... Victoria Justice... I've never seen Victoria Justice in anything else. Like, I I think she's a Disney baby. I'm not sure. Um, But I don't think she's... I don't think she's charismatic enough to be in this role because I needed to like her to be on her side and I just wasn't. Like, I just wanted her to
1: stop talking. And... Yeah, like I I had a little more sympathy for Eli, but yeah, just their whole dynamic was so unhealthy that you just couldn't really root for either of them. I mean, And it was it was unhealthy in like
0: calculated way? Right. Like right. I I did not feel bad for her when Bruce 2, the guy that she's ostensibly dating, makes out with Eli because She spends a lot of the movie telling us how much she doesn't like him. So, I I don't know why I was supposed to feel bad for her when he finds somebody who does like him. I mean, for
1: God's sakes, he's called Bruce 2. Like, and Bruce 1, by the way, is her neighbor that is like some kind of incel boy who hangs out in the lobby of their apartment and like, constantly it's bemoans the weirdly... fact that Naomi won't sleep with him. Like, oh.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, is weirdly obsessed with her. Yeah, um, that was the other thing. Is a lot of the people in this movie want me to know how like um, magnetic and charismatic Naomi is, and I, I already said I couldn't get there with them. That Ooh. was not a convincing thing for me.
1: Yeah, no, Um, I mean, when her first, like, her whole opening monologue is I lie all the time. And, like, I think that's supposed to be some type of, like, oh, she's a teenage girl denying her own emotions or, like, trying to, like, construct her world in a way that makes her feel better. But it's like, no, she's just kind of, like, a jerk who, like, yanks people
0: around. Like. Yeah, that, that opening monologue, they mirror, they bookend it at the like, emotional climax when, you know, she's at her very, very lowest and talking about how, like, oh, the person I lie to most is myself. And I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. But this is just you telling me to feel a lot of ways and me not feeling a lot of ways. Yes.
1: It Yeah. Also... Like the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Also, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, if, like, the whole plot is predicated around us feeling sympathetic for Naomi, that she has this tangle of emotions that relate to her best friend, then, at the very least, they need us not to be showing her treating everyone else in her life like they're disposable. Yes. I mean, maybe with the exception of her mom, but she doesn't even, like, go into high gear so her mom is pretty much non-functional um like to the point where they maybe aren't going to be able to pay their rent um and it's pretty heavily implied is going through a severe depressive episode and is spending most of her time in bed and you know it's not till the end of the movie that naomi finally has the epiphany oh i should maybe help my mom And, like, focus on my mom versus... That That. I wasn't as
0: mad at her about because I don't think it is a child's job to pull their mother out of a depressive slump. Um, I was more mad that her mom wasn't paying attention to, like, how bad her daughter is clearly crashing.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that it was her job to to get her mom out of that depressive episode, but, like, the fact that it's not an important factor in her life. Like, I don't know. It just, to me, showed that she, like, basically ignores everyone else to the exclusivity of Eli. Well,
0: and I think a lot of that is because her relationships to other characters are all so half-baked and I don't yeah. even think that that's. I don't even think that that's a function of her relationship with Eli. I think it's poor writing. Yeah. I think that. I think those moments with her mom would have had more of an impact if we had gotten any inkling of how their relationship used to be. Yeah. Like what the what the bones of that relationship were supposed to be, so we could see how much it had deteriorated. Yeah. Um. I. Would have liked to have seen... I feel like this movie would have benefited from some flashback work. Yeah. Like, because I also never really... Apart from the fact that they lived next door all the time and bonded over that shared trauma, I never really had a sense of why Naomi and Eli were so glued to the hip. Yeah. Like, that That seemed like another thing that the movie was like, this is just how it is. So, you know, deal with it. Um, and that is bad storytelling. It also means that I wasn't that upset when they weren't, like, when they were mad at each other, because I didn't understand what the strength of the relationship was in the first place. So when that is in turmoil, it wasn't effective.
1: Yeah, I mean, in some ways you almost rooted more for, like, maybe you guys should get out of each other's lives a little bit, like yes maybe maybe this is not a good dynamic
0: i think they make each other bad i think they make each other worse people yes absolutely i was into um robin the yeah she was cool was she was she naomi's
1: roommate no so she was just in naomi's class So she was a classmate that Naomi started hanging out with as a like, oh, well, I can't hang out with Eli anymore. So I'll go hang out with this girl who seems friendly. Um, Which super cool to have a backup friend. (laughs) Yeah, right. Although I did enjoy the little gag that this girl, Robin, ends up falling for a guy named Robin. I thought that was actually pretty kind of cute.
0: I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed that Robin, when Naomi is like, I just thought that maybe someday Eli would look at me and think she's totally bangable, that Robin was like, he's definitely gay. So.
1: Yeah. Robin seemed to be one of the few people in this movie with a strong head on her shoulders.
0: Yes. And I didn't, I did enjoy that the movie, at least in in some fashion understood that the fixation that Naomi had on Eli was not good. Um Yeah. I just I just don't know that she was then enough of a character to like come back from that deficit. Cause then it just turned into like, oh well why should I care? Yeah. I don't know. This one this one feels so thin to me. Like, I finished it and I was like, that was I I know what happened in that movie, but I don't know what the, like, forward momentum was supposed to have been. Yeah,
1: and I also don't know I mean, I think I understand the message they want us to get out of this, which is like, I think some form of accept people who for who accept people for who they really are and you know let people be authentic I think that's what it was trying to get at but
0: I couldn't tell if it was that or like valuing the uniqueness of yourself without putting like
1: without relying on somebody else for your identity that could be yeah I think it yeah there was supposed to be some type of message about being authentically yourself but it just like got lost amid the whining and the toxicity so how do we fix this movie
0: (laughs) can we fix this movie
1: i don't even know
0: let's do some rom-com rehab first i think we need to decide what the conflict is um and i think that that i think the key to that is having naomi have an actual have actual feelings for her boyfriend because if that is going to be the inciting incident for their fight i need to know that she cares about the person that she's getting mad at eli for
1: yeah i would also say i think that the underlying thing here should really be because this was happening um Early in their college careers, they're transitioning from high school to college. I mean, I think that really this should all be in the context of we're going through a big life change, and I'm afraid that our friendship, which has been such a solid part of my life, is also going to change. So I mean, I think that that would like,
0: have been good. That would have been good context for this movie to have, if it had, you know tried
1: right like other than the past like in passing lines of oh i have to go to nyu now like it didn't like try to situate it and we are in this period of flux you know our friendship which is so central to our lives is changing like we find ourselves into conflict over yeah i would have been much more into oh we both have a crush on the same boy like which, by the way, is what I believe the trailer for this movie much more implies that this movie is going to be about. Um, I, think, I think Naomi has like one line at some point that is
0: like, "Oh, you kiss boys now?" Or since when do you kiss boys? Which maybe could have been the lead into some kind of now that we're in college, like Eli is more comfortable exploring his identity. Um, And him being like a sexual being is something that Naomi is not familiar or comfortable with just because it's new. But again, these are ideas that I'm imposing on the movie. I don't think that they actually get addressed ever.
1: No, no. They are completely buried beneath layers of, I don't know, couples costumes and (sighs) sitting in a coffee shop. Like, I don't (laughs) even.
0: Oh, you know, what, you know, what could have been a cool trick. Yeah. You know how every teen drama ends with either prom or graduation? Yes. I think they should have started this movie with graduation. Yes,
1: I would have been totally for that.
0: Started with graduation,
1: like, finished with their last, or finished with their first semester of college. Like.
0: Yeah. Start with graduation. Give us a little montage of their friendship throughout high school. We don't really need to spend any time in summer. We can skip to the beginning of freshman year, but give us some context about like this re- this thing ending and how afraid Naomi is of that change, especially in the context of the upheaval that both of their families went through. Like, I I, I really do think that her aversion to change is at the core is at the core of this movie. It was just so not committed to or explored that I think a lot of themes that this movie, that I can feel in this movie, don't get adequately expressed.
1: Yeah, because I think this movie both get, like, doesn't have Naomi as a fully formed character. And doesn't... Yeah, it tries to, I think, have its cake of, oh, we're going to tell a teen story that touches on all these deep issues. Sexuality, identity, like families breaking apart, like change, but like doesn't actually go into them. The scene where
0: Eli and Bruce 2 are talking about comics and they end up making out, I think was the best moment in the movie. Because I, I believed the emotion that was happening.
1: Yeah, I would say that would be my number two moment after Robin kind of hitting home for Naomi. Like, Eli oh. is gay. <laughs> like, Eli I think that, that was actually, I think, my favorite movie. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that was definitely number two.
0: It was just so cute. And the the actor who played Bruce... who was let me see if i can find this actor's name to uh ryan ward um i thought was one of the most likable people in the movie to the extent where every time naomi was sort of callously apathetic towards him i was like girl just break up with him what you don't like him what are you doing
1: yes yeah like there was no reason for her to be holding on to him it's just kind of almost even like a. don't want to say a placeholder but yeah he's kind of like a placeholder in terms of i think that's Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Like he's How do we Oh Oh I was gonna say, like yeah, he's just someone she wants around so she can like pretend she's grown up and ready to have sex and
0: You know what would have been another cool thing for this movie to explore? Mm Hmm. How she fosters these kind of artificial connections because she doesn't feel that she has any real ones because of how she perceives that everybody important in her life abandons her
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i mean honestly yes you did i mean honestly that just makes me think of this scene in the west wing where um okay i won't go too far down the west wing rabbit hole but there's this great line where one character says to another character like um He says, oh, you know what my problem is? And he's, like, trying to talk about a specific policy issue that they have. And the other character just flat out says, like, your problem is that your sister died when you were little in a fire. And you're so afraid of everyone that you love abandoning you that you're going to, like, work obsessively hard to make sure they never do. And, like, (laughs) yeah, like, if they had had that kind of moment.
0: How did we feel about the doorman?
1: I don't even know. Like, how was I supposed to buy that, like, he had this magical insight into her music taste? That, like, he made her these beautiful mixtapes that, like, saw into her soul or something?
0: Oh, because she's 19 and any mixtape that a hot Hispanic door guy was going to make for her was going to see into her soul. So, real quick context, Gabriel the Doorman is one of the is sort of our conduit into understanding what the no kiss list is. He is the first person that we get to see them put on the list. He's not the first person on it, but so we get to hear the discussion of because both Naomi and Eli think that he's hot and would like to kiss him. Neither of them get to because that would just make them each other jealous, I Yes, yeah, because they're yeah. not actually they're not actually good people. Um and then at by the end of the movie he is uh hooking up with or he's in a relationship with Naomi. Um, which I guess is fine now because Eli is in a relationship with Naomi's ex boyfriend.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's supposed to like cancel it out.
0: I don't know. I always think that rules like that are weird and territorial and kind of gross. Like I've never understood the taboo against dating an ex of your friend. Like if they broke up, then who cares? Um, I don't know. The whole concept of the no kiss list was like, or you guys could let other people have autonomy and make their own decisions about who they want to kiss.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there is something to be said for, I mean, I think where I understand wanting to have boundaries of someone you're friends with date next is just, like, how much you see them. You know, like, I can understand, like, the time sensitive, like, oh, it's a little too soon for me to be seeing that person, so... But I think that context would just be, like, well, I might not see you for a little while with that person. You know, like, I understand, like, constructing the limit of I, you know, am not yet ready to see that person. But, yeah, like, you're not going to, like, dictate, like, I don't know. It just, yeah, it just seems like a whole lot of arbitrary dictation as opposed to just, like, communicating about what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Well, and, like...
0: In this specific example, clearly Gabriel wants to see Naomi romantically, and like, why should this arbitrary thing that she created with her friend prevent something that, like, like it, I mean, obviously she would have to want it also, but I, you don't get to tell Gabriel what he can and can't do like that. Like that sucks. <laughs> But I also may just be in a place with this movie where anything it did was going to annoy me. (laughs) No, I. I, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I feel like there was a way to make that device work again. Like so many of this, so many parts of this movie, there were ways to make it work, and they didn't do any of them.
1: No. No, they took the road of. I honestly I don't even know like what even was this movie like I just like I'm trying to think about like well what did they even like do to like have some plot happen and it was like well they had her do some monologues they had I I would be willing
0: to bet and I haven't read this book she wore a lot of hats I would be willing to bet that a lot of her monologues are lifted straight from the book, where I bet they work better.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I was thinking of, like, I think so much of the conflict of this story is supposed to be interior, that I was thinking this probably would really work way better in the context of a book. Oh, yeah.
0: That interiority sometimes you can translate that into a film and sometimes you can't well we actually we just talked about this on um did you do your homework talking about the interiority of a lot of stephen king stories and how sometimes they get adapted better than others um and a lot of the time it kind of rests on the strength of the actor and i am not sure victoria justice is that good of an actress.
1: Well, and I think the contrast, um, you know, is with Lana Condor, who we talked about last week, into to ah. All the Boys I Loved Before, and, like, that is such an interior, like, there's so much going on, but she, you know, that isn't necessarily conveyed by dialogue. Like, a lot of that acting really is physical to make that interior, like, exterior, and, and she does it. That's a really good point. Um. Yeah. So I guess our number one rehab is cast a different actress. Yeah. Or
0: mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the writing in the movie is also weak. Um. But yeah, I think having an actress who could carry more of that. Um internal dilemma better although she also would have needed better lines to work with yeah oh um, yeah which again things that work in the written form and I say this because I do really like David Levithan I think he writes great stuff but things that work written on the page don't always kind can sometimes sound ridiculous when you say them out loud and I think he can he can stray a little bit into um teenagers talking like many adults Territory. Yeah. Um, I have not read this one. I did read Dash and Lily's Book of Dares, which is both very cute and also features two teens who are way too... Uh, way too pretentious for their <gasps> own good. <laughs> um, I, think... I do think I would still read this book. I would still try it. Um, yeah, I, I guess... Just,
1: yeah i would
0: not recommend i wouldn't recommend the movie i don't think
1: no this one is definitely not getting a recommend um yeah yeah i would be curious just to see like if it is better so what would we recommend yeah so i actually had a hard time but then I fell upon a movie um, which I think does the, although, you know, it's definitely does not have the LGBT elements, but I think does a good job with best friends secretly in love with her best friend is Love, Rosie. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, it's lovely. It's on Netflix, um, and it stars Lily Collins and Sam Claffin. Um, Claflin, I think, actually. Um, but yeah, so it's about, uh these two best friends going through high school, um, and kind of in a, they both, at different times, attempt to confess their love to each other, and it just, the situation doesn't work such that they feel like they have been, like, shot down. So, Mm -hmm. um... So it just, like, follows their adventures over the years. And um, Rosie, the girl, ends up becoming a single mom. Um, Alex, the guy, ends up, like, going and living in the U.S. It takes place in England. Um, Anyway, and it's just kind of, like, over the years, um, how they lose and find each other again. And I think it's a much more natural like portrayal of oh this is a friendship that's very central to both their lives um and it feels a lot more authentic um and you like actually are invested in their relationship (laughs) (laughs) um excellent yeah so yeah I, i believe it's on netflix it has been at some points i'm not quite sure if it still is but yeah love rosie I
0: am going to recommend another teen book that is about, oh, I guess. Okay. So I don't want to spoil it. Very minor spoilers. I'm going to recommend another book that had a similar plot twist to this one. Only it's much more charming and is from the point of view of the gay character, which actually I think this movie could also have benefited from. Yes. Um, And as I'm saying this out loud, I believe that the book is an alternating point of view chapters, so you get to hear from both Naomi and Eli, and that would have been a drastic improvement, I think. Um, But the book that I am recommending to you is Simon Versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli, which recently got made into the major motion picture Love, Simon, which we may talk about on this podcast at some point in the future. Um simon versus the homo sapiens agenda is about simon who is sort of he is quietly out he's not keeping it a secret but he's also not like advertising it um but he has been corresponding um anonymously with another gay teenager online and uh through some poor internet security shenanigans uh, one of his fellow classmates finds out about this and threatens to out him very publicly uh, unless Simon helps this kid hook up with a friend of Simon's. Um, it is full of teenagers making bad decisions because they're just trying to do the best that they can do. Um, it is a very diverse book. Uh, Simon, the main character, is white, but most of his friends are not um the movie is incredibly charming and very cute. Uh I really just I this is one of those that I recommend to almost anybody who will like stop and give me 2 minutes to talk about it. Um I love it a lot and I think that you will too. Awesome. Yeah, there's also a semi sequel about one of his friends called Leah on the Offbeat, which I did not like as much but does further explore um you know the lives of these teenagers and also features a bisexual lead which since this is being recorded the day after by visibility day i feel is important to mention awesome so kind of a kind of a thin episode for you all today but i i think that that's because we we can only work with the material that we're given <laughs> <laughs> um, We will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about the Netflix original that just dropped called Tall Girl, um, starring Ava Michelle, Griffin Gluck, Sabrina Carpenter, and directed by Nzinga Stewart. It is available streaming on Netflix right now. So we will see you in two weeks to talk about that. Uh, You can find me online if you are just desperate for more content from us. Uh, We are all extremely online. Uh, I am at Magical Martha and Twitter and Instagram. We are also on social media as at DYDYH podcast. We share a feed with our sister podcast, Did You Do Your Homework?, which updates on the same feed on alternating Wednesdays, so be sure to check that out. Uh, I also run a little newsletter, which I publish whenever I feel like it, with, at uh, tinyletter.com backslash Magical Martha. Martin, where can people find you?
1: Um, they can find me on Twitter at a underscore star underscore danced, um, where I tweet a lot about pop culture, rom-coms, romance novels, maps, Minnesota. So if any of those things sound interesting to you. Feel free to give me a follow.
0: My favorite is when you fit all of those things into one tweet.
1: (laughs) Which does happen. It does. I'm not kidding. It's great. Well, thank you.
0: Uh, Thank you all for listening. We will see you in two weeks. And until then, love ya.
1: I think we did the best we could. I really think we did. I just don't think there is much here to do anything there was, with.
0: There was not there there was not a whole lot there to work with.